This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, every time a mass shooting makes the news, have you noticed yet that the laws put in place would have done nothing to stop the crime? Well, gun control laws only disarm the law-abiding. They don't understand that making good people helpless does not make bad people harmless. And if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment rights. Become a member today. It's only $10 a month. Go to sdcgo.org slash join to become a member today. So I was just on a podcast, Dave. Were you really? It was really cool. Yeah. I don't know the name of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know who it is. You know, I do, I don't know. I do a couple, three, four interviews. I mean, if you count TV yeah. and everything. Well, you're I, on a podcast right now. I'm on a podcast right now. This is somebody else's podcast. But it was. Was it more fun than ours, was it? <laughs> no, no way. How could that possibly be? How could that possibly be? But it was super interesting. Um, this, this guy doing this podcast said, all right, I want to do conversations with, you know, two different sides of, of different mm. issues. So I was the pro gun. And the guy that was there, he's a pastor down in uh, East San Diego. Okay. And a church that's predominantly black. Okay. And he does a lot of outreach. He was in a gang in the 70s, mm-hmm. did some time in jail, got out of jail, became extremely religious, mm-hmm. became a pastor, and started getting into advocacy for his community and, and basically trying to go back to uh, people that are either headed in a gang or headed towards Back the to the hood. And trying to help him out, and so he's you know seen a lot of uh, gun violence, you know, and uh, so uh, we had a great. What's conversation. his name? His name's Cornelius, um, and uh, I, don't know, I forget the name of his church. I think I'm going to his church on Give Saturday. Me this thing. There you go. Can't even read. I can't read it. I think I'm going to his church on Saturday. Oh to- yeah. <clears throat> okay. He um, was, it was really interesting. So he 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 knew who I was. He knew who the organization was for sure. Um, you know, he, uh, um, just an interesting guy, but here's something, here's why I bring this up. Here's the, the most interesting thing that happened. And what we really tried to do was not just spew out a bunch of statistics and, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of, we really tried to have a conversation and try to come to some common ground and figure out. Well, know, he's speaking from a different point of view than you for sure. For, we, and we brought that up a lot. Like, because- for, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. We talked about the access to firearms, mm-hmm. and I said, "Wait, wait, wait! It's not easy. You can you know, access to firearms is not easy. Well, it is. It depends on the perspective, yeah. right? Like, if you and I want to go get a gun, we got to go to a store. Right. We got to pay a fee. We yeah. got to do a background check. We got to do a ten day wait. That's not what he's talking about. Yeah. He what, just needs to take a baggie down to the corner and trade a bag of weed for a forty five or what? Yeah." I mean, I'm and just that, being yeah, simplifying. No, uh, but that was, uh, we talked about that a lot, and it was very interesting. But here's, here's a very interesting, if you're listening to me right now, 
lean into the radio and listen to this, okay? How about turn it up? He said, or do that. You can try that. <laughs> he was telling me, um, he said, look, all the outreach and all the stuff that, that he does, all these programs that he does, guess who's right there beside him the whole way? The anti-gun crowd. The anti-gun crowd. They're standing there working with him. They're uh, you know, helping him on whatever he's doing. They're helping to fund it. They're finding resources and people. And it was, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you know, guess what his views on guns are going to be? You got people standing there. I don't care if they're sincere or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The anti-gunners. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're exploiting his efforts for their or whatever. The point is they're there making his community better, helping him with you know his problems. And I thought, man, no. that's that's pretty strong. Because he was like, look, he, he used to be a gun owner. He actually told a story about how um, somebody tried to break in his house, went and bought a gun, blah, blah, blah. He wasn't against the idea of of guns, right. you know, and uh, he he was he has definitely you know advocated for for stronger gun laws, especially storage laws, you know that sort of thing. So there are things we definitely disagree about, but if you have somebody there, if you have a group there that's supporting you, yeah, helping you, saying hey, we'll be there for you. Guess what? You're gonna side with them, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're kind of on the fence. And I thought, man, that's an interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Perspective, yeah. point, you know, and uh, so there's a couple things we're going to work on. We're gonna we're Are gonna, you working together. Well, we just I mean this uh, this just happened two hours ago, so oh. there. But there are some things that we uh, we talked about. We're definitely going to talk more. We're going to figure out what can we do. You know, wh- where are uh, where where's the common area? You know, where the circles overlap. That let's work right there. You know, where we agree on something. Well, he didn't say everybody's gun should be taken away. Nope. In fact, he said the opposite. Right. See, so that's that. That's where that's the direction it needs to go. It, it well, really it truly does. But I just in there are a couple other things. Like one things uh, one of the things they talked about is if um, somebody like a young adult who um, they didn't do anything violent, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. maybe they got busted and they were carrying a gun illegally, something like that. Mm-hmm. That there's a program that they're trying to send them through so they don't become felons, you mm-hmm. know, um, so that they change their life, turn things around. And one of the pieces is uh, gun safety. They have to go to a gun safety class. I I know three dozen people that teach gun safety classes. You know what I mean? All right. And I'm sure that whatever gun safety class they're going to now is not not talking about you know how important the Second Amendment is. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, great. Let's start there. Let's work right. Th- just just work right there. Let's mm-hmm. figure that part out. Uh, but the more people he touches, the more lives he touches. Um, you know, the more he does for his community, the, the fewer uh, murders, mm-hmm. you know, the fewer, the, the, the more gun violence disappears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was all very, very interesting. And he was very sincere. We gave each other a big hug at the end. And I really appreciate you. If you're listening to, to me, Cornelius, I really loved meeting you today. And you're going to his church. I am Saturday. You have a place to park a Jeep? <laughs> no. I, oh. Well, I don't know. I'm sure. They have to take a limo. Yeah. I don't know why they, I don't know why they have a church. It's a Christian church, but they meet on Saturday. So I guess there's some. Certain sects of uh, oh, yeah. Christian well, churches. That, that there's a lot of different Saturdays. groups. I know yeah. my church meets uh, Saturdays at 5 p.m. sometimes, too, but I only go to the Sunday one, usually. But so you're all by yourself? <laughs> no, the Sunday one, no. Well, if it only meets on Saturday and you go there on Sunday. Oh, true, true. Yes, so. <laughs> um, so let me, let's talk about, so I just wanted to bring that up, Dave. Let's talk about yeah, what's well, you, coming that up. Was, that had to be very enlightening, because you usually you don't come in and jump script. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, unless you're very impressed wonderful. with the guy. Uh, I, I can't wait to spend more time with, with Cornelius. He was, he, I think, uh, I think there are definitely some things we can do together. Hmm. And I got to tell you, that's, that's the point. Um, you know, just, it, you know, just getting everybody who already agrees with us to agree with us mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We got to go out there and we got to get people who don't agree with us right. to, to see the light. So. So and have a up, conversation. Have a conversation. Coming up, Rob Morris. Uh, he's. We're going to talk to Rob Morris. He's a former San Diegan. He's a uh, an advocate for the Second Amendment and a really great guy. Um, we're going to talk to him about some of the lies that anti-gunners tell. Um, there is a new gun show in San Diego. You heard me right. It's coming up. We're uh, we're actually going to have a booth there, and then we're going to talk to Cynthia. A Cowley. gun show like a gun show. A gun show like a gun show. Like out of Del Mar type thing, gun it's show? It's not at Del Mar, and it's not Crossroads of the West, but it is a gun show. How about that? So, And then Cynthia, who's the president of the Young Republicans, is going to come on. We're going to talk to, to her. Um, and, of course, not me. SD got recognized by San Diego County, the Board of Supervisors. Is that something? Uh, how cool is that? How so cool is that? We went down there. Desi said a few words. We got a nice... Uh, Nice plaque. A nice plaque. And uh, May 2nd, 2023 was not me SD day. Oh, they actually. San Diego. Oh, uh, Joel Anderson. Yeah, Joel and Joe, everybody. So everybody signed it except one. Who? There, there was no Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a, a bonus. I didn't want his damn signature. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And we come back with a lot more on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. A lie is like a snowball. It starts off small and then grows and grows until the point where it gets so big it falls apart and the truth is discovered. That is a quote by Chris Hughes. More on lies and truth with Rob Morse next. But if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms you need california's firearm lawyer john dillon especially if you have questions about red flag laws gun registration gun transportation or maybe you just need to know that your guns are california compliant our trusted firearms attorney is john dillon john dillon specializes in california gun laws put his number on your phone right now 760-642-7150 that's John Dillon, California firearm lawyer, 760-642-7150. Okay, next guest, first guest, is my buddy Rob Morris. Rob, how are you, sir? I am great. It's been too long, Mike. It's nice to hear your voice. It is fantastic to have you on the show. Welcome. Uh, my pleasure. It's It's been great to watch your success. I'm just disappointed that uh, San Diego Gun Owners Radio doesn't have a couple million more listeners. No, all right. <laughs> We're working on it. Afternoon. That's right. We're working <laughs> on it. There you that. go. We're working on it. So tell everybody, for all those folks who live under a rock and don't know who Rob Morris is, tell them, uh, tell, just introduce yourself. Tell, tell everybody why they should know you. Okay. I host the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. 20-minute mm-hmm. snack food of a podcast comes out once a week. I'm a co-host on the Second Amendment Foundation's Polite Society podcast. We try and cover a week's worth of news in an hour and a half, so we have to talk fast. My blog is at slowfacts.wordpress.com. 
2,100 articles. Those often get picked up and carried at Emmoland and Opslens. Talk about the, uh, the, the, your, the, the first one you just talked about, the, the, the self-defense uh, um, uh, story. Self-defense gun story. Yes. Talk about that because yeah. I love it. Well, I, it got started when I was in San Diego yep. because I'd read the news about someone who either couldn't defend themselves and then I was mad at our sheriff or did defend ourselves and, you know, we're at a competition or um, at a training class and you go, hey, did you hear about grandma? And one of the instructors said something that was brilliant. In San Diego, this is where the idea came from. Was grandma lucky or was she well-trained? Did she do best practice? Because we can't tell that from what the news reports give us. Hmm. And that's where I picked up self-defense gun stories. We look at what our neighbors did to defend themselves and then go, there's so much the news leaves out. What would we like to do? What would we like our students to do? You know, there are so many statistics. There are so many. Um, there's so much, uh, so much information to get out there. Every, I, 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 one piece of information I always try to get on the air whenever I'm interviewed by anybody. Um, doesn't matter. One piece of information I always, always, always repeat and try to get on on air is the fact that yeah. studies show, surveys, studies, scientific studies show. That between 1 million and 3 million times per year, an American uses a gun to stop or prevent a violent crime. And I, I don't think we talk about that nearly enough. You're absolutely right. Because when you bring the news about armed defense to people, they go, I, I can't believe it. Not a, that's why I said I started with not enough people listen to your show. You're telling them news. They don't get anywhere else. The, we've, John Lott looked at the media and said, look, if this is how many times a criminal uses a gun, and we look at those news stories, and we look at how many times our neighbors use a gun and those news stories, we're, the news almost never talks about us, and it's not like it's a little distortion, 50%, a factor of two. How about a factor of a thousand? Yeah, really. Is that amazing? No, no, I'm, I'm not, Michael. That's not exactly. Yeah, no, I know. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it really, truly doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And I, part of the problem, part of the reason, Rob, I don't know. Tell me, tell me if you agree, disagree. I think part of the reason it doesn't get talked about is when. Okay, so if you use a firearm, because most of the time when someone pulls a firearm or they brandish or they whatever, whatever they do, if they're stopping right. a, a a violent crime because they had a firearm, they might just say, "Hey, I got a gun," and it stops a violent crime. That means nothing happened. And for the news to report that nothing happened, they're not going to get a lot of clicks. They're not going to get a lot of viewers. Right. That's part of the problem because it's it's preventing bad things from happening. What does the news do? Well, if it bleeds, it leads. So that's why I, I think that's part of the problem. You're absolutely right in the sense that we only press the trigger about 20% of the time. So that's, that. okay, that went from 1,000 to 1 to 200 to 1 that's still a lot of exaggeration the media's got to hide. Yeah, can I offer you another perspective on it? Please. We asked a bunch of reporters if they knew anybody who owned a pickup truck. The answer is no. I, I, I'm down in uh, Hurricane Alley now. Yeah. The guys who came and saved our rear ends after two hurricanes and tornadoes, they weren't driving a Prius. <laughs> That's very interesting. They don't know anybody that owns a pickup truck. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, come it, on. You don't have well, just go to Ramona. I swear, you'll see one. It's, <laughs> we don't keep them under a glass cage out there. Well, and it yeah, and so they don't. So if 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 someone prevents something from happening, it's not going to make the news. The only time the news reports excitedly about nothing happening is in baseball, right? There's a <laughs> no, right? I mean that that gets a Touché. story. Nothing happens in baseball if it's a no hitter, no errors. You know, oh my gosh, it makes the news everywhere else. If nothing happens, well, they don't get reported on. So, Rob, let me ask. I you. I just thought it was the first four innings you were talking about, but okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> What's the worst falsehood popularized by the gun control industry? Oh, the gun control saves lives. Hmm. No, no, no doubt in my mind at all. Why is that? Why would, oh. why would, why would that be a falsehood? Because, okay, again, if you, if, if you and I are in a conversation, we meet somebody, that they're, over, they're listening to us as, as we're in the coffee shop, and we say self-defense saves lives, they go, You're, you must have made that up. And they're, what, 200,000, a little over a quarter million um, uses by a criminal of a firearm in the commission of a crime each year. And you brought up the number, Michael. The number I've heard is 2.8 million times you and I defend ourselves. So by a factor of 10 to 1, and again, that doesn't, that a lot of those are uh, never make the news because Grandma said, I have a gun. She reaches into her knitting bag, and the guy that broke in her back door goes, whoops, wrong, wrong burglary, and runs away. So right there, we've got a 10-to-1 ratio of self-defense being common versus the criminal use of a firearm being rare. And our neighbors don't know it. Well, it, it, the criminal, I think that's, criminal use of a firearm is rare. I mean, it's really rare. And you know, I was I was talking uh, in the in the intro segment. I was just on a podcast uh, where we were, I was talking to somebody who's uh, who's generally you know not in favor of of expanding uh, Second Amendment rights. I guess I don't want to call this person mm-hmm. anti-gun because it was a, it was far more nuanced conversation. But um, he was talking about how you know there are really just there there are, there are hundreds of criminals in San Diego County. There's three and a half million people. There are hundreds right. of criminals. Not thousands, hundreds of criminals, right? And yeah. uh, that are causing all the, the the problems, that are doing all the drug deals, that are doing all the robberies, that are doing all the murders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are probably about three hundred and fifty, maybe four hundred thousand gun owners in San Diego, right? County. And therefore, and, and what happens so often is if you know a city council or, or whatever, county, state, if they come up with some kind of new policy proposal that hey, here's what we're going to do. They're basically pointing the finger at 350,000 people saying, hey, because a few hundred are doing horrible things, you 350,000 are to blame for it. And in the reality, yep. it's, you know, it's, it's these hundreds. Crime is, uh, especially violent crime and, and violent crime with a gun, is really very, 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 very rare. The, I don't know if we've got time to talk about it. Maybe yes. we'll get to it when we come back. No, go for it. Keep going. Um, Plenty of time. Half of all the counties in the U.S. won't have a single murder. 2% of our counties are going to have half of our murders. So you're, I'm, just, I'm just putting the numbers underneath. Absolutely true. Violent crime is rare. Even if you look at violent crime with a gun, 
the majority of violent crime is done without a gun, five out of six times. So when they say, we're going to ban guns to stop violent crime, I'm going, okay, even if you disarmed all the good guys, you're going to leave five out of six of the criminals undeterred, and now we're defenseless? This is just bad math. You don't solve a small problem by creating a bigger one. Exactly. And if you do, uh, you know, what, what you run the risk of doing, if you, um, you know, further restrict firearms, uh, you know, carrying of firearms, keeping of firearms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, what you run the risk of doing is cutting into those one to three million people who yep. are not the victims of a violent crime because they were able to defend themselves. And you're doing it in an attempt to stop the very, very few violent crimes. Now, I, any violent crime is too much violent crime. Don't get me wrong. Right. But uh, yeah. the, the fact that we're putting these massive requirements and having these you know, extreme proposals on the 350,000 people in San Diego because of what the three or 400 people in San Diego are doing, it's, it's, it's completely ludicrous. And, and, and I, I think that a lot of it has to do with the, um, with, with the reporting uh, you know, bias against gun owners. Let me let me tease. Part of it's our fault, but I can't blame us. Um, I, I'm in a uh, shall issue county mm-hmm. in a shall issue state. That means I can get a permit. I will neither confirm nor deny in public. But anyway, um, and it's also an open carry state. When when you run the numbers, about one out of a dozen adults are carrying in public where that's legally allowed. In, what, in your one st- out of a dozen. You go, in your state, one out of a dozen? That, no. In, in the, the country, one out of a dozen. Oh, wow. That number's Isn't gone that, way up. It, wow. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you go, well, why don't I see it? You go, have you heard of carrying concealed? <laughs> so it, it's, it's, you know what? It's a little bit like the airbag in, your, in your, the front of your car. Any, if anybody that knows what it looks like would rather not know what it looks like. So carrying concealed is a little bit like that. When people get a gun, they go, how do I carry this? You go, the way millions of us do, they go, I've never seen it. Good. Do you, re- do you put on a fashion show at your uh, gun ball? Uh, we, we've talked about it. We never have, but I know. Uh... Yeah, but we can't get Mike in a dress, <laughs> but we're working on it. <laughs> Hey, we got to take a quick break. Don't touch that dial. And you hang with us, buddy. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County's self-defense rights. If you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, join. OCGunOwners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. Volunteer at a shooting social at a gun shop and tabletop and help more gun pro-gun local officials get elected. Save the date. Orange County Gun Prom is May 20th. Become a member today. OCGunOwners.com slash join. All right. We're talking to Rob Morris about the the lies. No, the- no, 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 no. He's talking about a fashion show oh, yeah, yeah. at Gun Prom. 
Well, we would you that. like to expand on that, Rob? Sure. A good friend of ours, Amanda Suffolk-Cool, yeah, raises money. She she's got. Well, now I guess technically she's a competitor. She has a radio show of her own, and they they train local women as well. And she goes, you know what? We should do a fashion show to show you what's normally hidden. We use all blue guns, no live, no live firearms anywhere, not even real guns, all plastic replicas. Couldn't find a bullet in it if you tried. And she even wrote a book on how to do that if you want to duplicate it. And people who don't carry go, wow, I didn't know people carried that way. I wish we had superstar models. We'd get more uh, uh, publicity. They had to use people like me, poor fools. And then people, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who look like me and they go, well, if he could do that, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And they're right. When they do it, they'd look a lot better. And by the way, I, I never look at another gun show as a competitor. I look, a, look at them as a partner. Because it there takes, you go. It's gonna, it, take, it would take a lot of gun shows like ours and yours to change the world. And it'll happen because the more we do this, the more people will get the word out. There you go. So you're going to be in a you're going to be in a fashion show. <laughs> I've I've been in one three times now. Oops. We by the way a kilt. I could do a kilt, Michael. If if you do a kilt, I'll do a kilt. How's that? <laughs> All right, done. If Michael does a kilt, I will not go to the gun prom. <laughs> oh, no, no, I can't even imagine what these little legs of his look like in oh, a kilt. Oh, you're gonna love them. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but uh, wow. So There's not much to segue to that, is there? <laughs> so now that we've killed the show. Yeah, okay. now that we've killed the show. So talk to people about, now we've, uh, changing, changing subjects drastically. Drastically. So um, Please. where can people, you know, where do you recommend people get the truth? Or, you know, if, if people aren't following, you know, uh, gun shows, gun blogs, et cetera, how do you recommend we get the, the truth in front of people? Ah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. The truth about guns. There, you know, we've replaced print media with some brilliant website websites. They cover fast-breaking news. The truth about guns, bearing arms. Um, who, who are the other obvious ones that now is? Oh, we had morning coffee with Craig. Craig Deleuze was doing it for uh, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition. Yep. That was right on YouTube. The same way you get the rest of your news, just type in "armed citizen self-defense." You'd be surprised. It's sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, he's running for Congress now. Did you see that yet? I do. We're going to have him on in about a month to talk about his run for Congress. I, I think that's wonderful. I think it's great when uh, um, when uh, gun folks uh, uh, run for office. We actually have a we have a couple of of, uh, of members who are going to be running for office this year. It's going to be a really really good election season. Craig has been on. Craig has done all the civic things you want someone to do before they run for larger office. He's been on a school board. I yep, think he's yep. been in a leadership position there for a couple of years and doing a great job. When you hear him talk about it, he is so passionate. He really is. So what are some of the other lies? What are some of the other lies that the gun control, I, we, we're kind of talking about, we're kind of confusing gun control with media because they're so, they're so tightly linked, but let's get back to the actual, there you go. <laughs> let's get back to the actual gun control groups. What are some of the other lies well, they tell? 
okay, here's here's the best one. We need to create more gun-free zones. Mm. Now, when you when you go there and you go, you do understand that forty-nine out of fifty. Okay, if you're from out in the out in the desert, that's ninety-eight percent. That's almost a hundred percent of mass murders are done in gun-free zones. What you might not know is in the last three years, honest citizens like you and I who carry where we can, when people attack us where we're allowed to be armed, we stop half the mass murders. Say that one more time. So if we say that one more time. Okay. Sometimes you hear about a guy who carries in a gun-free zone, wasn't technically legal, you know, often in a mall. Mm -hmm. He stops a mass murder and everybody goes, ooh, we're glad you're there. But where we are allowed to carry legally when someone tries to commit a mass murder, ordinary citizens like you and I, Mike, you and I, Dave, we stop it half the time. That's interesting. So if somebody tries to commit a mass murder in a in a, an area that is not a gun-free zone, half gotcha. the time it's stopped by half. somebody legally uh, carrying a firearm. And and when, when I when people say I, they can barely believe it, do this with me. Walk into your ordinary mall, and now go. If I suddenly shouted, look at all the people who would look at me. If I'm a bad guy. Most of them are behind me, and I can't pay attention to them. That means I'm a huge target if I'm doing something bad. We forget how geometry works, hmm. and it, I don't really care what weapon it has. Grandma will take a gun out of her purse and shoot the bad guy from behind. Game over. That's interesting. Wow. Now, do you? Let me ask you this: um, Do you think it's it, it? It is a purposeful lie, or do you think that they? believe what they're saying and you know and you know you know what i mean are they are they purposefully lying and saying things they know are not true or do you think that they believe their own uh, their own bs uh, here here's what's true we all hate the idea of innocent victims being hurt their their passion is the same as mine same as yours they think the solution is to take away the tool and you and i think that now what they haven't done so that's their motivation. That's the honest part of their motivation. The dishonest part is they didn't look past the headline to say, do gun-free zones work? They're, they're reaching at straws because their heart's broken. Well, my heart's been broken too. I just don't want to see more bodies. Here's, here's another thing they don't know. We've never had a mass murder at a school that had a program of trained and armed school staff. Wow. Never. And we've got over a million man days of practice with them since Sandy Hook. Remember that horrible attack in Connecticut? What, what happened is day after that, school, uh, school principals across the country called their sheriff, said, I want a guy in uniform in every hallway. And the, and the sheriff said, I can't do that for you. I don't have enough guys. And it turns out a lot of NRA chapters in many states said, we'll help train your teachers, your janitors, your cafeteria workers, your bus drivers. They carry right now because the sheriff knows who, issue, who he issued a permit to. You've got guys who carry everywhere but on the job at school. And in, what is it, 20, 18, 20 states? Don't hold me to 20. Um, 
they have armed school staff already. And it, they've never, they don't have an accident, and they've never had a mass murder. That's because if you study mass murders, it's hard work. It's ugly things to read. They tell us that they commit mass murder because they want to be recognized. They're tired of being ignored. Yeah. They don't want to be, a, they would rather die than be a failure. They won't attack where they expect to see resistance. There was, we don't have to stop all of them, but we have to plant the seed of doubt. There was just a, that shooting at Covenant Christian School by the right. uh, the person who was trans. They read yep. that person's, the police officers read that person's um, uh, and notes or manifesto or whatever you want to call it. And it, it turns out right. that, uh, um, that they were planning on a different target, but discovered that that target right. was was, was uh, yeah, protected. Yeah. And so they said, all right, yep. forget it. I'm going to Covenant Christian School. They don't have any armed guards there. It's a gun-free zone. Same thing at the Aurora Movie Theater. Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know that. What happened? I, I know I, I'm familiar with what happened oh, in Aurora, but I didn't he, know. Talk about that. The murderer drove past three or four other movie theaters. They did not have a posted no-gun sign. When he went to the one in Aurora, he goes, bingo, this one says guns are forbidden. It's okay. I'll provide my own. Wow. And that really is, what but, is it, What is it? 96% or something like that of mass shootings happen in a gun-free zone? I mean, it's it's a really high number. No, no, 98. 98. 49 out of 50. Which is, that's not a coincidence anymore. That's <laughs> you know? right. right. So do you think, that's, those... you think that's why they're not releasing that manifesto? Just because yeah. of, of well, that comment? Maybe for other reasons. She may have made statements about being part of the trans community, mm -hmm. and they don't want to paint that entire community with a huge black brush right. because what of what some nut said. But they'll now, paint it. They'll paint it the other way with no problem. Yes, yes. If it were uh, the part about if if she were a, a, a crazy gun nut, we'd uh, it would have been right. all over the papers. Um, Sad but true. I wish the media were. You know, on the other hand, Dave, if the media's if the media were as honest as we want, you and I wouldn't have a radio show. I was just gonna say I'd find something <laughs> else to talk about for two hours. I'm serious, man. I mean, it's it's it's. And when you listen to the media, you know, it's almost you almost want to call them up and say, "Are you listening to what you're saying?" <laughs> right. I know. Well, and, and that's why people need to listen to you. I'm I'm so grateful that occasionally they read me because the truth is out there. The truth, I think, is, now here's, tease this one. We only got a minute, I know. I think we're seeing the end of mass murder because so many of us are caring. The only place they're ever going to try it is in gun-free zones. And I think we're telling the truth on those. I expect those to go away in lots and lots of states. Yeah. I think you're probably right. How do people right. read and hear yeah. and see and, and know more about you, Rob? I host the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. I'm a co-host on the Polite Society podcast. My blog is at slowfacts.wordpress.com. From there, my writing is picked up and carried at Ammoland and Opslands. Thank you, gentlemen. Are Thank you Rob. allowed back in California? <laughs> For gun prom, I'm allowed back. All right. We got a dress. Are you coming? Are you coming you. to gun prom, Rob? <laughs> You should. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a message. Let's get you out here for gun prom. I think that'd be awesome. We're gonna get him a dress. That'd be great. <laughs> He'll be looking styling. <laughs> Take care, buddy.
Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. The Gun Show is coming back to San Diego on June 3rd and 4th. We're talking all about it up next with Carlos Gonzalez. But have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Well, here in San Diego, here in San Diego pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out this deal just for gun owner radio listeners. One hour of ground school. One hour of flight with an instructor, yes, you get to fly, and it's normally $400, but just for you listeners, $350. Getting started is super easy. Just call them at 858-569-1822, or you can go to Learn to Fly with SDFTI, but I just call them at 858-569-1822, and don't forget, SDFTI is hosting a CCW seminar on May 30th, Learn How to Get Your CCW permit in San Diego County. I don't even know what picture Brittany just pulled. I'm, <laughs> she just sent a picture with my face on somebody in a dress. I don't even know where she got it's that picture. It's a gown. It's a gown. I'm sorry. I don't know where she got your head. I know. What picture is that? <laughs> I don't know. Where did you find so that? Where from? That should be your Facebook cover. <clears throat> so I'm pretty excited about this. I can't wait. Our next guest is Carlos Gonzalez. Carlos, how are you, my friend? Good. How you doing, bud? Good. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Tell our audience who you are. Well, I'm Carlos. I work for the promoter, Mr. John Lowe. Um, I get to do a lot of the hands-on stuff down on the ground, basically the setup and stuff like that. Um, we are um, we're based out of Arizona. That's where I'm from. I'm a family guy. I got eight kids, including the most gorgeous little Down syndrome girl you are ever going to meet in your life, man. Eight and, kids. Uh, Yes, sir. That's a lot of kids, my friend. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, me and my wife were just set out to uh, have a big family, and it's been a wonderful experience because as we teach one, they teach the other, and they just, the the youngest ones are beyond smart. I mean, smarter than their, their older siblings. It's wonderful. It's awesome. So it sounds like San Diego has a gun show again. Is that is that is that accurate? Am I hearing? The, am I reading the headlines correctly? That is accurate. We had to pull a lot of teeth. We've been working down with the California DOJ and with the uh, police departments and everybody down there, just trying to put this thing together. They've been so good to us. I mean, it's a lot of work to put these things together and make sure they're safe. But they've been very helpful to guide us there. I mean, it's been what five years since the last gun show down there. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it really is. It was. It's really difficult. I, I was actually. I've been been looking for venues, and I, I did a little bit of work. It didn't sound like I did nearly the amount of investigating and and uh, you know teeth pulling, as you put it, as as you guys did. But uh, talk about it. So, how did it come about, and where is it? And give us some details. Well, you know, this is all Mr. Lowe's idea. Um, so he was just sitting there one night, and um, we were talking about all these uh, places and cities and stuff that we were trying to put together and me personally I, I knew california was a little rough um as far as trying to get things done and so i was just trying to um, i guess be a little cautious of, of where i was going but 
John actually said, you know what? Let's go. He said, why not? He says, I'm right here in California. He says, I know all these people. He says, I, I bet I can put this thing together. I said, you know what, John? You're a big man. Let's see you do it, man. So that's what he did. He got found this little place there. Uh, got free parking. We got over 150 tables down there. And the great thing is, is your listeners, too, they're going to be getting a discount. Um, if you go to our either our website or if you go to our Facebook, Gun TV, you'll be able to find the coupon there. We find the coupon there, or we actually uh, emailed it out. Uh, if you're following Gun Owners Radio and you're on that email, or if you're on San Diego County Gun Owners email, or Orange County Gun Owners email, or Inland Empire uh, email, you'll, you'll find a discount uh, there. And very appreciative that you are uh, hooking our listeners up and our followers and our members up that way. That's very, very cool. So what kind of venue is it? Tell us a little bit about it. It's not at the Del Mar Fair grounds. Mm. It's in my neck of the woods. So we've had to get really creative, as you know, um, with the restrictions on using uh, public lands and stuff like that. We've had to go right to privately owned or clubs and stuff um, just to try and get through and, and try and get the 2A uh, movement going in certain places. And for this particular place, um, this is over at the uh, Masonic Lodge, the East Masonic Lodge at 7849 Tommy Drive. Now, these guys are great. You know, we've gone in and we've done... Um, venues in different lodges before we did a great big one out at the shriners in albuquerque and these people are just so wonderful if you don't know anything about them forget what you guys see on this on this uh youtubes and all this other stuff get down there and talk to some of these folks and learn what they're all about the average guy that's in these i mean they're all about trying to help kids and and do all kinds of like good work man i mean they're really good about about helping the community so it's in where is it is it in, you, it's in el cajon so it's in el cajon yep. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. That's cool. That's where. Oh, that's very, very awesome. Okay. Yeah. And it's when, when, what date is it? Has it uh, two days or when's it actually happening? So we have the that one's the two day. That's going to be on uh, Saturday, June third, and that's from nine a.m. to five p.m. And then we got Sunday, June fourth, from nine a.m. to four p.m. That's awesome, and that's in El Cajon. I'll see. Uh, East, uh, East San Diego Masonic Lodge on Tommy Drive. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And what, what can people expect? You're going to have, obviously, uh, tabletops. We're going to be there. Um, you're going to have some uh, some other gun vendors, food, or what, what can people expect? So I've done this before, man, where we've gotten into a place where we haven't had a show in a long time. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to tell you what to expect, since y'all haven't had one in five years, I would expect a circus, all right? Just short of monkeys, okay? But what you're going to expect from the vendors in there is you're going to find all kinds of good stuff. But Shoei, that's legal in California. I want to make sure I put that out there. You got body armor coming in there, all kinds of firearms. Our focus really was to fill this place up with as many firearms and ammunition as, as much as we could possibly get in there. You know, you, you may find a couple things for the ladies, maybe some pink guns and stuff like that, and that'd be great. We got some concealed purses stuff going. We got this one guy. This is a great guy, right? He's, he rebuilds these 1911s. He's got a huge selection of them. He just rebuilds them. And you know what's the great thing about a 1911, y'all? great thing about it is when you run out of ammo, you can throw the damn thing at them. <laughs> it's a great bludgeoning tool. <laughs> and we got, we got my buddy of mine, Larry, from Hard to Find. Now, this guy is great, man. If there's any kind of magazine that you want and you need, anything that's hard he literally that's how he got his name hard to find because he finds the craziest oddest things and he takes it and that's what he, he puts out there 
And uh, so, like, any, any kind of magazine you can think of that you'd find online that's, you know, like a few hundred bucks, he got there for, like, 50 bucks, man. He don't play around. That's very cool. And what? how much do, – do, can you buy tickets at the door? Do you buy tickets pre, uh, before you get there? What, what's the best thing to do? Yeah. So you can uh, you can buy tickets. Um, you can buy tickets basically online or you can buy them at the door. Um, they're 15 and then you get the $3 off coupon. Nice. Or if you go to gunownersradio.com – slash gun show and you register you could win free tickets so the first three win free tickets if you go to gunownersradio.com slash gun show well very very cool carlos what else would you like people to know about the gun show i think this is very important this is very important mr Lowe has set out to try and change the gun show industry as you guys can see, I heard y'all talking on your segment. We got a lot of crazy things going on all around us. We can sit here and kick the rock back and forth and try and say, point the finger at this, point the finger at that. I mean, I'm sure there's numerous things that we can say is, go, you know, helping add to what's going on with these shootings and stuff. But, you know, what's one thing that I've always found, always found, that's always been very effective is education, man. So we've changed the gun at our gun shows around from what you'd think a bunch of old men sitting around smoking cigarettes with guns. No, 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 no. We're a family event. So when you come to my place, you're going to see my kids actually there helping us run with Mr. Lowe, all of everything from anything from picking up trash to help greeting people to help getting them in there. We welcome families. That's like our biggest thing. I mean, we get kids educated to learn about these things instead of letting them see what they do on Call of Duty, you know, then we're going to have a little bit better success rate with these with the kids. I mean, it, it helps build a, a respect of life when they see what these things can do. And, again, they get to see that it's not just Call of Duty. It's not just some faceless drone that, that these things are taking out. I mean, these are real people, and they get to see that and respect it. And that's the best part, man. You know, um, at my gun shows, whenever I'm, I'm out there helping Mr. Lowe, I like to bring a lot of things to educate the kids. Like right now, I have a booth set up right now in Mesa, Arizona. I got an A2, a Russian A2 um, rocket launcher sitting right there. And I tell you, I love watching the kids light up because they only see that on Fortnite. And I get to talk to them about it, tell them all kinds of history on it. And you know what? Next week, I'm going to be the subject of that little boy's uh, homework. I love that stuff, man. <laughs> That's cool. So are you guys looking to do this annually, or what, what do you think? Do you see how it goes first time around, or what's the plan? Man, we are going to go hard on this and do it as many times, as often as we can, until they throw us out of the state. <laughs> well, let's hope they don't do that. Right. <laughs> well, cool, no, We're Carlos. listening to our customers. We know San Diego has needed a gun show for a while. You guys have been begging. So we're going to go until you all tell us we're done. <laughs> okay, excellent. All right. Um, so for free tickets, go to, San, or go to gunownersradio.com slash... Gun show. Gun show. Or, or where, where would they find more information? Where, what's your website? www.azgunradio.com. Or you can look up our Facebook, which is Gun Radio or Gun TV. We have them both. Cool, man. Well, awesome. Well, I, I'll see you on, uh, what did you say, June 2nd? 3rd and 4th. June, June 3rd and 4th. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right, Thank buddy. you, Carlos. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back a whole lot more Gun Hunters Radio. 
FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The answer. Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. And how do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. All right, I think we have we have a giveaway. I think mm-hmm. subscribe and win winner, subscribe and win winner. Is that really what we're? I don't know what that means. It means that we have a contest called subscribe and win, and, and the, the winner, winner is... of subscribe and win, making him the subscribe and win winner, is Larry Matt. Is it Maze Maz? Nicholas Maz. Maz. Larry Maz. Larry. Larry M. Gets a T-shirt or a hat, whatever you like, but you are the subscribe and win winner. Now I just like saying that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> subscribe and win winner. Uh, members win free training from Bill DC and Joe Dramisi. Bill DC and Joe Dramisi from CCW USA. Winners announced today um, for the CCW Next Step program, which oh. is their curriculum for basically if you're a CCW holder and you've taken the required course and you have a little bit of training under your belt. What's the next step? You got your CCW. What's the next step? Um, well, they have a class for you. CCW Next Steps. And the winner is... You know, at this name? I know him. So do I. Go for it. Cheston Obert. It's been a while, Otherwise man. known as Chet. I haven't seen Chet in a long time. Chet, if you're listening, uh, good, to, good to hear your name again, my friend. And congratulations on the CCW Next Steps. I haven't seen Chet in a long time. How do you know Chet? I saw him on Thursday. I roll on the ground with him. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's a lot of information. <laughs> Chet's, Chet's a great guy. Nice bar. I met Chet, I'll tell you this real quick, 2008, January of 2008, I walked into the NRA Members Council meeting because I was fed up with everything that was going on with guns, and Chet was one of the, I don't know, like six or seven people in the room, and uh, I, I made, he was the youngest, I was the second youngest by about 30 years. So, Chet, good good to see your name, my friend. Awesome. Yeah. Um, pepper spray and situational uh, situational awareness class. The winner is Missy Ann Schweiger. Congratulations, Missy Ann. We have the same initials, M A S. What a coincidence! What's the A stand for? Andrew. Andy. 
Michael Andrew Schwartz. Michael A. Schwartz. Yeah, when you hear that, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Michael Andrew, get your butt in the house right this way. That's it. My, my mom, what my mom, what, what my mom called me that I knew I was in trouble, I can't say on the air. <laughs> no, no, no. All okay. I, all I know is David Roy was not going to get me anything good. <laughs> okay, next training prize will be a class from Mike DeSargo from Stronghold Dynamic, who was your guest last week, right? Mike Sarga, Dave? Desi. He was Desi. He was awesome. I was shooting things in Colorado. Yeah. How was that? Well, before before you tell us about it, register for the drawing at gunownersradio.com slash trainer. I'm sorry. Training the number four members. Gunownersradio.com slash training the number four members. Mm -hmm. Um, So real quick. Yeah. How was it in Colorado? It It was warm, sunny, and amazing. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, we were on the desert side and what did you Colorado. Eat? let's talk about what, what did you, i know we don't want to kill you <laughs> talk about the program what did you so, what did you guys get to shoot uh so well it, if you're not familiar it was with a, a conference for a girl and a gun and what they do is they bring out some pretty amazing instructors you get to choose your classes you get to choose your course your time you set your schedule so it's three days of just great instruction you get to pick your and choose your own adventure so uh, i worked with some great people i worked uh with uh one was mike hughes if you're not familiar with who he is, he's the guy who invented the cert pistol. So I did some instructor training with him. That was pretty awesome. What'd you learn? Oh, he just has a unique way of teaching things. He actually has a different grip style too than I had ever seen before. So that was kind of interesting. What made it different? He so he actually well okay so from a traditional standpoint, uh, many instructors and people will tend to have your right hand more dominant on the back strap. Mm-hmm. He teaches actually to roll that more to the right and to have your your support hand be more prominent on that backstrap. So that was kind of interesting. It was a different way um, that I hadn't really spent some spent time working with. So what, what's the advantage of that? Uh, you know, so everybody kind of has a different uh, different strength. So there are some people that find that they can manage that recoil more more effectively that way. It's your support hand. It's, the idea is letting your letting your dominant hand work the trigger and let your support hand kind of manage the recoil. So just kind of give me mm. each hand a job. That's interesting. So it's a different mindset. Yep. I, I, truly, I've, I haven't heard of it, never tried it, but that sounds very interesting. Yep. You know, I, from a, or an ergonomic standpoint, I was always taught never to do that because then you're rolling that big knuckle on the thumb to yeah. the most pressure point. Um, so I was always taught not you, to do that. Do you think you'll pursue? Do you think you'll- I'm going to play with it. You can play with it? See yeah, what happens? I'm going to play with it. My favorite thing about new techniques and, and, and grips and stances- It did him well on top shot. Well, it served him well, can't right? <laughs> My favorite thing about it, though, is the absolute fit that people throw anytime you do something slightly different mm-hmm. than what their favorite thing is. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> so I'm sure somebody out there. So is you scre- are going to wear that prom. Scre- <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there is screaming at the radio. You can't do that. Oh God. Anyway, well, that's cool. It's a lot of fun. Do you, is this, uh, you go, you, you, how many years have you gone? Uh, this is just my second year. Second year, so, yeah. Your sophomore year. And sophomore. you loved every minute of it. I did. It was awesome. Well, Worked with John Farnham cool. again. Yeah. I'm not sure if you know him. I do. Tell people who he is, though. John Farnham. He is a sheriff. Uh, I forget which county within Colorado. And he is, uh, he doesn't hold back and he doesn't hide it. He is kind of a, he, he, oh, he plays by his own rules and he takes no crap. You know, I He's just, not politically correct at all. <laughs> we're going to do a segment. I interviewed a guy. He's the sheriff of Polk County in Florida, which is 
I Pol- love that guy. Pol- Pol- yeah. I, oh, I love him. Grady. Uh, YouTube. J- YouTube. Judd. Yep. And uh, he is... Um, uh, Polk County is is geographically a large county in, in Florida. Florida Do doesn't have big, stupid. huge. Yeah, yeah everyone's going to know. Big. And it's right next to uh, Tampa. Um, but he's famous for a couple things. Um, he's very outspoken, very plain spoken. He does a press conference and says, "Hey, here's who we busted this week," and get, makes him famous. Anyway, we had a really good conversation. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to pull some clips out of there. And uh, in, I don't know, maybe uh, a few weeks from now, we're going to do a segment where we talk about um, some of the things that he talked about, like how he keeps his crime rate in Polk County is lower than Florida, which is lower than the nation. And that's all lower than California. Mm-hmm. So, and he, and he has some very definite views. And there were some things, I got to tell you, I went into that interview, I didn't necessarily, I wasn't necessarily a fan. You know, there were some things I thought, nah, I don't know if I really agree with him on some things. He's very convincing. Mm-hmm. And he's got the numbers to prove it, so. Doesn't pull any punches. Anyway, he, I think it'll be really, really good. I'm glad you had the opportunity to go to Colorado. Girl and a Gun, right? Yeah. Girl and Gun, right? Girl and a Gun, yep. Girl and a Gun's a great organization. Anything you heard? Any speakers? Anything in particular that you liked? Oh, uh, so there, they, all it, it was all classes. So there wasn't, there wasn't a, like a, a keynote speech. speaker. No, there's not. Who, who's the? Is it Robin? Robin, Robin Sandoval. Sandoval. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was she there? She was there. What a lovely individual. Absolutely. And she, uh, she's got, get, and she's got a gift for for just being encouraging and sweet and kind, but also firm when needed. So much appreciated in that I have environment. None of those gifts. <laughs> <laughs> none of that. <laughs> I have to actually work at it if I am anywhere near kind. Um, anyway, uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. How many? What do you, what do you think? A couple hundred women? 600. 600 women. All toting guns? Absolutely. Goodness. Yeah. You'd have been in heaven. <laughs> no about that. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. who are we talking to next? Well, we're going to be talking about the... Uh... <clears throat> we're going to take a break first. Ooh, we we're going to take a break. And we're going to talk to my friend Cynthia. Cynthia. Yeah, there you go. Cynthia right. Cowie from, uh, she's the new president of the Young Republicans. Cool. Which, Dave, I think you and I are way out of that you group. Think? We're not. You <laughs> I, think? Think we, I think we aged out of that. Yeah, think? In the last day, last last presidential administration. Yeah, at least. <laughs> All right, folks, don't touch that dial. Gun Owners Radio is <clears throat> coming back shortly right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. There was an opinion piece in the Union Tribune with the title, People, Not Guns, Are Responsible for Shootings. Here's Why Gun Rights Must Be Protected. Cynthia Kwai, author of the article, is on next. But first, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that that's 100 pounds bigger? Nope. That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's totally free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and the Inland Empire. Get help today at notmesd.org. 
My friend Cynthia Cowie is the new president of the Young Republican Organization here in town. The Young Republican, we have her on. She she wrote a uh, very cool op-ed. We're going to talk to her about that. We're going to talk to her about the shooting social we did, and we're going to talk to her about the uh, the organization, the Young Republicans. Cynthia, are you there? Here. Uh-oh. No? No. Oh. oh, Cynthia? We're looking. She's upset I butchered her there last name. Is. There she is. There she is. I heard a little peep. One, great to be here. How are you, Cynthia? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Fantastic. So tell everybody, so you're the new president of the Young Republicans. Now tell everybody, not to be confused with the Republican Party. What Tell tell people, what are, what, what is the, the group, the Young Republicans, what do you guys do? Absolutely. So the way that I best describe it is the county party exists and they play a major role. The county party, they exist to help fundraise, to help recruit candidates to run for political office, to help get off to vote with volunteers, to increase voter registration and to do endorsements. The Young Republicans County Organization um, offers something very different. So similar to how we have the RNC and the California Republican Party, the Young Republican Organization has a national organization and a statewide Young Republican Organization. And so I run the countywide local organization, San Diego Young Republicans. So we are a political organization, but we also offer a lot of social opportunities. And the best way that I describe it is I remember graduating from college and having a lot of problems making friends because, you know, unless you are given those opportunities and you're in that kind of environment, it takes a lot of effort for you to make friends and to put yourself in social environments. And it's even harder if you are a conservative or, you know, someone that believes in the Second Amendment or someone that holds, um, you know, freedom-minded or Republican values to find friends and fellowship with people that think the way that you do. And so that's what my mission and what I want San Diego Young Republicans to focus on is we are a political organization, but we really exist as a community and a place for people that have similar values if you're between the ages of 18 to 40. 18 to 40. So Alicia's 21. She's good. I'm 39. I'm good. Dave being 157, I think you're out. And she sounds like she's nine. (laughs) She's not nine. (laughs) Well, she's with the Young Republicans. Yeah. Well, she's got to be at least 21, right? I don't think so. 21 to 40, she just said. Wait, wait, 18? You said 18 to 40 or 21 to 40? The the age range for our membership is 18, so 1-8 to 4-0. So 18 to 40. Okay, I'm so she's 18. 20- she's not 18. No, I'm, yeah, 18 to 40, but I'm personally 28, so I am a young Republican. I'm in the in, in that range. So what made you step up and, and, and take, take the reins? I think it's... Uh, Leadership is always difficult, um, and leadership in, in politics is super difficult, and leadership in that side of the political spectrum in San Diego, California, is super difficult. So talk about what was the what, what made you decide to step up and be a leader? I stepped up to be a leader in particular in this space, but in particular for San Diego Young Republicans, is I wanted to be able to give back. I am not someone that is actually a lifelong Republican. I grew up very apolitical. To this day, my family doesn't really care for politics. Um, I did grow up conservative. Um, and, you know, in that sense, however, I didn't always correlate my values and my beliefs with my politics. And so I'm someone that's not I was not, you know, rubber stamped or became a Republican at birth or whatnot or grew up talking about it. Um, So I'm someone that grew, like, really grew progressively in leadership over the past couple of years. 
And I attribute that to the relationships I built and for the people that who believed in me. So the former president, Morgan Kimbrough, did such a great job with fostering a great community of young Republicans and, you know, making sure that it's a great place for people to make friends. And so he actually, you know, reached out to me and we were friends before and I had been involved with SDYO before that, asked if I'd consider being the next president. And then, you know, from there, the board unanimously, you know, agreed to appoint me. And, you know, from there, it's just been like the greatest blessing. I'm not someone that backs down from a challenge. And I was someone that I've always been in positions of leadership in, in government. So when I was in high school, I was actually class president for all four years. Um, and then I was involved in, you know, associate student body. So, you know, and as someone, you know, outside of that, I really care a lot about making sure that we bring more young people into the Republican Party. And, you know, we are, you know, a two-party system. And, you know, ultimately, I, I feel, you know, on the Democrat side, I'm very respectful, you know, to that side because they believe in it. There's a lot of people on the left that do believe in the Second Amendment, and there's other issues we can agree on. But the reality is, you know, with the consumption and the market and the mass media, you know, a lot of times people only see one side of it. And so I care deeply about making sure that everyone knows that San Diego, there is another side to politics. And there are also a community of young Republicans in the county that believe in these values and making sure that we are heard and that we have a seat at the table. That's awesome. So what has been so you weren't you said you didn't grow up particularly political and kind of got into it. Um, during college, right? Yes. So I went, so I grew up in San Diego and I also went to uh, public schools and university here. So I went to the University of California, San Diego. So everyone would know that as UC San Diego. And I was in college at the time during the very infamous 2016 election with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Um, and it was just a f- really interesting experience because when you're someone that doesn't care for politics and then you are surrounded by a bunch of your peers, that was all that they talked about. So it was just a very entertaining season of my life. And it was a family friend that, um, you know, encouraged me to vote for the first time. And so I did that. And then, you know, from there, I, you know, went down the rabbit hole and decided to learn more about politics on my own as a hobby. And, you know, I really grew to care deeply about it and very passionate about it. And then after the 2020 election, I decided to get involved with the Republican County Party. And, you know, for anyone that chooses to um, get involved with politics, either make it your profession where it's like your day-to-day job or if you volunteer if you are a republican in san diego it is a small role so once you go to like one meeting you know the doors you know it's like a snowball effect it can be a blessing and a curse but you know it is there's a lot of benefits to that and that's kind of like how i kind of grew up in the ranks yeah i you know it's interesting the of course the the uh the the 2016 election was um huge um and 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 it was it, it felt like it was a I don't know if a tipping point's the right way to put it, but I was I was just talking to a buddy, buddy of mine I went to high school with um, not too long ago. In high school, I graduated in 1994, and you know there were like, and I actually got into Rush Limbaugh, you know, in my like my junior year. Um, I was working at this job where I was making photocopies, and I would listen to Rush Limbaugh on the radio because there really wasn't anything else on, and it was very influential. Certainly agree with some of the things uh, he said, but it was just kind of interesting to you know talk about you know him listening to him talk about some of the issues of the day that I had no idea you know were, were happening so I was all interested so I was 
very different in that I was interested in politics in high school. But I only remember, there were like two people I remember in my high school that had any interest in anything political or any kind of broad issue. And they were super annoying. Nobody really liked them, right? I mean, they were kind of weirdos. Now, it's like everybody, you know, back when I was in high school, you were into music, you were into sports. You know, everybody had a favorite sports team. They had a favorite uh, band, you know, or even a favorite genre and, and had favorite bands. Now, it seems like high school kids are way into politics, more than I've ever even could even have imagined. And I'm not sure it's good. I'm not sure this is a good thing. They're being hand fed. Yeah, I agree. By the schools? You know a couple you know, of high school kids, don't you? I know, yeah, I know a few. You <laughs> know, it, it, they're definitely getting it from what I've seen, definitely getting it from the schools, from the teachers, um, from each other, um, and at home. I think they're gonna getting hit from all points. And what's difficult, and I'm glad that groups like with you know, like the Young Republicans are out there to kind of give the other side, to give to give a place to go and to, and to give some truth out there because they are being hit by so many different angles with non-truth. And lies. So, Cynthia, what was the biggest when when you started getting into politics and you got involved? Um, what was is there something that you were particularly surprised about, or is there something that that you were kind of taken aback by, or, or something that you were maybe pleasantly surprised? I was pleasantly surprised by how there is a community here in San Diego because. I obviously did not become, because I graduated in 2017, so I graduated like towards the tail end of that during that 2016 election. So before that, you know, I had very similar mentality to yourself, Michael, where I was not political and I felt like that was never like the depth of my conversations with any of my friends. And I felt like after that election and kind of observing how colleges before that after I graduated I agree with you all for some reason politics is like the first thing people want to talk about it's like the I kind of grew up thinking that was like a taboo topic to touch and so when you're someone like myself who graduated college and was you know it's great to be able to be friends with your coworkers, but you know sometimes there's some pros and cons to that and you know trying to find people that think the way that you it can be very hard because when you are working full-time it's exhausting and with the commute and whatnot when you're only used to working a certain amount of hours during school it's an adjustment when you become a working professional and so you have to put in a lot of effort to find spaces where you can make friends and so I was pleasantly surprised when I decided to jump into politics and you know trying to volunteer become an activist and then now being able to have the blessing and the privilege to be a public servant right now and serve, you know, in this position as the president of San Diego Young Republicans, I've been pleasantly surprised that there's a lot more people out there that believe in the truth, that believe in the Second Amendment and, you know, believe and hold the same beliefs that I do. And you just wrote an op-ed. We're going to what we're going to do is we're going to go to a break and then we're going to talk all about your op-ed and what made you decide to author that uh, that op-ed and, and, and the points that you made. Uh, it was published in the Union Tribune. It was a, did a fantastic job. We're going to talk to you about that after the break. All right, but first off, we're going to take a break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. You know, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing and the design is excellent the photos are beautiful and your website looks great only on your phone but it's nice not getting customers why because you don't have the words that make people buy 
But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customer to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Visit SageTree.com. Click on the Schedule an Appointment button at SageTree.com and click on the Schedule a Call button. Find the worms. What was that what was that movie, Roxanne? Remember that? Worms, Roxanne, worms. All right, I'll take obscure movie references yes, for I 500. Thank you. Well, <laughs> we're talking to Cynthia Cowie. She's the president of the Young Republicans, and she is making a difference and uh, uh, stepped up to become the leader here in San Diego. And part of that is she wrote a, an extremely interesting op-ed that the Union Tribune uh, published, and she chose to talk about the Second Amendment. Talk about that. How did you get the opportunity to write such a uh, fantastic op-ed? Well, first off, thank you so much. And it was such a blessing to be able to publish this. And, you know, one thing that I hope to play a small role in regards to the young Republican movement Mm -hmm. is a lot of conservatives and Republicans, they always complain about fake news and, like, the presses and give opportunities, like, all the things of that nature. Well, I am of the opinion that I just don't think Republicans and conservatives are they don't take advantage and leverage the opportunities that are available to speak with the media and press. And so that's one thing that I'm hoping to play a small role in showing that, like, if you have courage and you step up and you go into the lion's den, as I would call it, you will be able to help change hearts and minds, because ultimately that's what we are called to do is to speak the truth and to be able to show that there is the other side to every argument and to every political discussion and to every story. And so uh, fortunately, the San Diego Union Tribune, um, I have built, you know, a good professional relationship to where, you know, they had actually reached out and had expressed that they have a lot of um, op-eds that publish, you know, calling for gun control. And so they had reached out um, knowing that I am the San Diego Young Republicans president and asked if I'd be interested in writing an op-ed describing for, you know, uh, sharing the other side of the argument because they wanted to be able to showcase someone that had a difference of opinion. So I took advantage and leveraged the opportunity and I wanted to focus in particular on, you know, highlighting um, all the support that you all as the San Diego County Gun Owners has given us with sponsoring a shooting social and, you know, being able to make a very sound argument that I think could obviously support you know, the Republicans, but I think also really cater to anyone that isn't a registered Republican, but owns guns and believes in the Second Amendment and believes that it should not be infringed upon and, you know, be able to be articulated and, you know, addressed in the way that it's written. And so that's kind of like the genesis on what inspired me to focus on this topic and why I wrote about the Second Amendment. So what did you hope to, uh, what message did you hope to get across? What, What People that read it in the Union Tribune, what were you hoping they walked away? What message were you hoping they walked away with? I was hoping for several different messages. One is if you are someone that believes in the Second Amendment to not only continue to believe in it, but really step up and share how important it is and being able to have the courage to be able to have these kinds of difficult discussions. Because I recognize it is a very sensitive topic, um, especially with, you know, anything that has to do with, like, death or anything that's, you know, it's gun control, Second Amendment are topics that really, really like get people fired up. 
So I recognize how hard it is to be able to even want to talk about those kinds of things. So one message was to be able to ask Republicans or people that believe in the Second Amendment to have the courage to have these conversations and not only affirm what you believe in, but be willing to engage with people about this particular issue. The other goal and the message that I was hoping to come across is, is that it's not just Republicans that believe in the Second Amendment. It's Democrats, Libertarians, declined the states and independents. And so I was hoping and what I believe that I achieved and what I feel confident in saying so is to be able to express and illustrate this, that calls for gun restrictions, um, recognizing that tragic mass shootings are what it is, that they're tragic and they're extremely unfortunate. However, if we are going to have a nuanced and really balanced and rooted conversation, the bottom line is, is that it's not the gun that's responsible for these shootings. It is the people. And so if we are going to have these kinds of discussions, we need to take it a step further and, you know, be able to call it for what it is. And to take it a step further, it's not just elected Democrats in the county that are guilty of this. Um, if you read the op-ed in the San Diego Tribune, I also, you know, took issue with some Republican elected officials in the House and in the Senate where they were calling for red flag laws. So when I say I believe in the Second Amendment in the way that it's written and that it should not be infringed upon, um, that is just what I believe in. And it was extremely well written. You did a great job. How did did the UT? Uh, how did they receive it? Were they, you know, hey, thanks for the, thanks for the op-ed. We're gonna we're gonna print it, or did they give you a hard time? They they received it very well, and they agreed to print it. In fact, um, I it was always my and one of my goals for SUIR is to make sure that we are visible through the media and the press. So. Mm -hmm. Um, it was always my on my to-do list to be able to publish these op-eds, but this happened to be, you know, my first topic that I decided to write about as the president. And so, you know, basically the UT had actually reached out knowing um, that I was the president and asked if I wanted to talk about this issue to kind of help balance the other opinions that they had. So I did not receive any pushback, and that's why I'm really appreciative of the UT for the platform and the opportunity to be able to share the conservative take on this issue. And how, how did it, uh, what kind of feedback did you get? Well, those that believe in the Second Amendment were obviously very receptive of it. I had a lot of great positive feedback, so I was reassuring. However, I am not surprised. And also, you know, it's very noteworthy that, you know, I got a lot of pushback from people that take aim at that, um, no pun intended, um, that, you know, believe in call for more gun control restrictions. So, and you know what's crazy about it too, Biz, and what I hope to um, inspire and to empower young Republicans are, especially because we live in a digital social media world, a lot of these conversations or these grand slams, they happen on the Internet. Unless they have the courage and the guts to be able to say what they claim to say to you on the Internet and they try to put you down, please note that that's all that it is. It's just grandsons on the Internet. Um, with all the pushback that I got on Twitter, I know that if I met these people in real life, they would not say that to my face. So it was a mixed bag, as I expected. Again, you know, I knew I was going into the lion's den when I shared this op-ed, um, and I had both positive feedback and also the negative feedback. Well, you did a great job. I got to tell you, you, uh, you were um, uh, extremely nice and generous and let me read a rough draft of it before you uh, submit it to the Union Tribune. And I read it. It was great. It was fantastic. And then I, I got to tell you, I kind of laughed at the end when you uh, were so nice and generous to mention San Diego County gun owners because I know the Union Tribune 
you know, they're like, oh, gosh, we, we don't want to get the, we, you know, San Diego County gun owners, that Schwartz guy. We're tired of hearing from him. So let's get somebody else. And you dedicated a whole paragraph to how great San Diego County Gunners is. <laughs> so I just, I just imagined the uh, editors at the Union Tribune, you know, rolling their eyes going, oh, my God, we're trying to get away from this guy. No, they've been wonderful. But I, I can't tell you how nice and generous and thoughtful it was that you did that. And we we, uh, we helped you guys out with the shooting social, which I think went really, really well. Uh, talk about that. Did you guys have fun? Did you get some positive feedback there? We had so much fun. We are so humbled and so grateful. In fact, we got so much positive feedback. We want to be able to do it again and kind of make it maybe like a bi-monthly effort and collaboration because of the positive feedback we had. I mean, we had a range of um, 16 attendees that either had never shot a firearm before, that it had been a while, or they, you know, even had their own firearms that they brought to the shooting social. And so I wanted to get a shout out and to thank Poway Weapons and Gear Range um, that, you know, hosted us and, you know, to you all for providing mentors that taught us firearm safety and how to shoot the firearms. So we just had so much fun and we got so much positive feedback that we want to be able to collaborate with you all, um, you know, in the future and to be able to make this a bi-monthly effort. Did you go, Alicia? I was not able to make that one. Oh, okay. I thought you went to that one. Yeah. Well, I got a ton of positive feedback. I swear we could have a shooting social every single weekend if we just, honestly, the only thing we need are the volunteers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we had the volunteers, which I think we, we definitely have the reach in San Diego, we have, you know, 3,600, whatever plus members, we have enough people. Um, But uh, every time somebody comes to one of our shooting socials, we've never had a a bad experience. They, Mm -hmm. it's always, uh, you know, positive and uh, there's so many groups and it's such an eclectic group. Um. I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun, Cynthia. So what's a what's a goal? What are, what are you working on? What would you like to see the uh, young Republicans do over the summer? We have a lot of great things in store. So I'm prioritizing filling our board of directors and finding people who want to sit on our policy committee. And, you know, outside of that, we actually had a very successful um, happy hour um, this past Wednesday in North County, our goal is to basically hit all the corners of San Diego and to be able to feature all of our Republican elected officials and be able to come together and socialize with each other and really foster social trust and really grow in our community and our organization. So we have eight elected elected officials uh, there and four of them speak, including three mayors and Supervisor Jim Desmond. And we had 30 to 40 people there. And we did a happy hour in March where we had 60 to 80 people as like our kickoff where I was, you know, first introduced as the new president. We had a bunch of elected officials and stakeholders there. We obviously had our shooting social and, you know, we want to continue all of these political opportunities and, you know, offer, you know, presidential briefings when the primary field is a little bit more clear. Um, But outside of the political stuff, um, I have a lot of members that, you know, aren't necessarily involved in politics and work in it. So I really care deeply about making sure that they feel safe and we have opportunities outside of politics where we all can just come together and be able to enjoy ourselves. And so now that the summer is here, I'm actually planning a beach bonfire for our members. I'm cool. planning um, paintballing, laser tag, bowling. We might, um, if it works out, I'd love to be able to for us to go to a Padres game together. And my personal favorite I'm super excited to find an area where we could do karaoke. So I'm just super pumped. I mean, 
the politics is great. It's obviously it's important that we make sure that we have these programs and make sure we are involved and engaged in civic discourse. And we have relationships with our Republican elected officials who work very hard and and really are a great steward of those values. But, you know, outside of that, I want to make sure that we are a fun organization where people look this and they want to make it their home. So I'm super excited for the summer and everything that we have in store. Alicia, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, jeez. Huh? I oh. got to go up right now and sing. What oh. are you singing? I, you know, I did one with Roger Hedgecock many years ago and I can't remember what it was. Oh. All right, well, folks. Uh, mine's, next next mine's, segment. Mine's Billy Idol, White Wedding. This is Gun Owners Radio. <laughs> FM Thank you, Cynthia. 961 AM 1170. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, the big gun show is back in San Diego, and Gun Owners Radio is giving away tickets. Big Gun Show. Yes, indeed. Join San Diego County Gun Owners, Gun Owners Radio, and the rest of the community at the Big Gun Show on June 3rd and 4th. It's going to be at the East San Diego Masonic Lodge, and vendors from all over the U.S. will have modern firearms, antique firearms, knives, hunting rifles, gun parts, ammo, collectibles, and a whole lot more. Tickets are only $15, but you can win them free at Gun Owners Radio to enter drawing. Just fill out the form at gunownersradio.com slash gun owners. We should add a really in front of that in front of that big, the really big gun really, show. Really big. Really big show. See, when I first saw that flyer, I'm glad you guys talked about it. When I first saw that flyer, I thought it was a joke, like a tease. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm glad it's really happening. It's a really big gun it's show. Are you really going to go big. June 3rd, June I'm, 4th? Yeah, I'm going to go. That's awesome. Are we going to do radio? Yeah, well, not, I don't. Not from the show. Why not? Do you want to do it from the show? Why not? Well, I don't know. Walk the hall. Just got to get a sponsor. Okay. If you're listening right now and you'd like to sponsor, I'll dump six hours into it. Gun Owners Radio. You'll be the primary sponsor for all six hours of Gun Owners Radio from the Gun Show. Email us, and we'll uh, we'll make you a screaming deal. Okay, um, what are we doing? Your email? What are we doing here? Say again? Going to give him your email now? Yeah. It, my email is uh, info at <laughs> gunownersradio.com. Info at gunownersradio.com. Email there. Or you, you can email me, Mike. Or, no, it's uh, Michael. Michael at sdcgo.org. Um, or just go to the website or the Facebook page or the Instagram or whatever. Get a hold of us. We will make you a screaming deal if you want to sponsor Gun Owners Radio for all six hours on Sunday, June 4th. At the Really Big Gun Show. That's what we should start calling it. Really Big Gun Show. Okay, um, what are we doing? Sam? Is that what we're doing? That Sam. would be a good idea. Sam the Gun Man, how are you, my friend? Not bad. How are you guys? Good. It's everybody's favorite segment. Stump my nephew, Sam the Gun Man, just happens to be my nephew and just happens to be really good at gun trivia. Um, <clears throat> so... If you send us a question and we use it on the air, we'll give you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, we'll give you a really, really cool special prize. So, without further ado, Alicia, you want to ask my uh, nephew the the question? I du jour? sure will. Hey, Sam. Hey. All right. You ready for your question? Uh, I hope so. All right. I, th- I think you're going to get it. 
All right. So the question this week is from Mike from Pacific Beach. And the question is, why did German submachine gunners always wear gloves in World War II? Hmm. Always. Mike from Pacific Beach. Uh, first of all, thanks very much for writing in. Um, second, I don't like that place name because all beaches in California are Pacific Beach. Oh. So it's that could not possibly be more vague. So it's kind of an <laughs> it's actually un, a real place. It's an unspecific <laughs> Pacific Beach. And if you visit them, you will totally understand because they're just as confused. <laughs> Mike, Mike from an undisclosed beach on the Pacific. There you um, go. Uh, why did all German submachine gunners in World War II wear gloves? Yes. Uh, that gets to what they were issued. The submachine gun of choice for the uh, German military going into the Second World War um, was the MP40. And if you've ever seen an MP40, which you have, because if you're listening to this, you have at some point in your life seen a World War II movie. Um, it has this magazine well out front, very long receiver, magazine well out front, um, and a barrel sticking out past that. So there's not, you, you kind of have limited options in where you hold the submachine gun with your support hand. You can try to grab it around the magazine well, but it's kind of stubby, so you can only get a couple fingers on there, and there's a big magazine release button, and you don't want to hit that by accident. So um, presumably, uh, you would be holding it uh, if, if you tried to hold it farther back toward the pistol grip, you wouldn't get very good balance. You wouldn't be supporting the weight very well, and you wouldn't have good control over the gun, especially in full auto. So if you're holding it out front, your hand is right there where the barrel is, and that barrel is going to get hot, especially when, when you're dumping magazine after magazine through it in the heat of combat, uh, if, you'll, if you'll pardon the pun. So uh, you definitely need gloves uh, just as thermal insulation because there's no handguard on that thing. I'm sorry, that's not right. The answer is it's because their hands are cold. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the answer? All right. So the German MP40 submachine gun got very hot and it had no protective casing on the barrel, so it was impossible to handle with bare hands. Machine gunners were given leather or wool gloves and never took them off during combat operations, even in the summer heat. So you were absolutely correct. So, so let me ask you this, All right. Sam. The M3 submachine gun, which tanker operators used, looks almost like this gun. What makes the M3 much easier to shoot than the MP40? Um, I would say a couple things. First of all, it has a relatively low rate of fire, around 450 rounds per minute. True. And as I'm sure you can attest, that makes it fairly controllable, and it also reduces heat flux. And uh, all the physicists listening just cringed because flux can mean a variety of different things. <laughs> but I don't care because I'm not a degreed physicist, so I'm going to use it. Um, and uh, second... Being that it was issued to tank crews, um, it wasn't your primary weapon. Gotcha. So you uh, you did not have to wear gloves because you were not going through the same amount of uh, round count. Look at Dave throwing a, a second layer on there, trying to stump you again. I'm going one more. Why'd they call the M3 a grease gun? <laughs> because it resembles uh, the tool used to apply grease to axles. That's yeah. exactly right. It was like a stamped. Uh, God, I wish I'd have brought one home. That burn it. From World War II? Uh, well, I was in Korea, and that's yeah. what we were assigned. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's it's the best. It's the best weapon I ever had. 
So you could ju- literally hold your hand straight out and fire it, and it would float. <laughs> it would literally float. Nice. And you're right. It was a very bump, 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 bump. No, it wasn't high velocity by any stretch. Hmm. Awesome job, Sam, yeah, as always. We, you tried to stump you a couple times and it didn't work. Um, so uh, tell us about your latest blog. What do you got going on as far in, in, in blog world? I'm excited for this one. Um, something, uh, something I want to talk about, actually, uh, I wanted to bring this up a few weeks ago, um, but I wrote a blog post, uh, called why don't we have smart guns yet? And something that happened like two or three days after that blog post went live is another company unveiled a new smart gun. Hmm. And it actually addresses a lot of the problems I mentioned in the article. Hopefully it's uh, the, the company is called biofire solutions. Um, and, and it's been kind of making the rounds online. Um, but it's, uh, maybe I, I don't know, I guess I, I just have really bad timing or the universe has a sense of humor. Um, but I just, I thought that was an interesting coincidence. Interesting. Talk a little bit more about that. Um, well, I think you'll like, do you think you'll like a, a smart gun or what do you think? Um, I don't see it. There's an inherent problem with smart guns, regardless of how good the technology is, that they don't provide something that's useful for many people. It's inherently kind of a niche product. Um, And given that I have proper security for my own firearms, I keep them, uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to tell everyone how I keep my guns, but I keep them in, uh, in a way that they're accessible when I need them, but properly secured so that... Uh, if someone were to randomly pass by, they first of all wouldn't know they were there, and second wouldn't be able to access them. And it seems like the the real use case for an ideal perfect smart gun, like if this biofire thing pans out, is for people, and I'm sure there are many in the listening audience, who live in a household where maybe having that physical security isn't very easy and there is some risk of someone stumbling across it by accident that really can't be mitigated easily. Um, but you, you still don't want some random person, some roommate or something to be able to use that gun. So I think it's, it's got potential. I wouldn't buy one, but it's got potential. That's interesting. Um, all right. Well, cool, man. Excellent job. Great, uh, uh, blog. It's always fantastic job on the trivia, and uh, I guess we're going to talk to you next week, my friend. Yeah, I look forward to it. As always, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and uh, you all have a good night. All right, bud. Thanks, Sam. You too, buddy. That was a good show. Excellent. Right? There were some good guests. Yeah, real good guests. Real conversation, and the hosts were handsome and beautiful. And Guess which one was handsome and which one was beautiful. That'd be you. (laughs) Uh, By the way, you need to subscribe to our show and give us a nice five-star review. Please do. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Mm. And when you're out bopping around and you swing by San Diego County gun owners, run, you need to join. Same thing with Orange County. Same thing with Inland Empire. Yes, you can join all three. And if you don't have a lawyer in your back pocket when it comes to guns, the Dillon Law Group is what I recommend. Sage Tree, if you want to get your website up and running. And if you've decided you want to... Go into the sky. San Diego Flight Training International will be the ones I highly recommend you go to as far as training goes. Big shout out and thanks to Alicia Curtin, Mr. Schwartz. That's me. Sam the Gunman. And of course, Mr. Wonderful, Brendan Thomas. 
I think Bob Siegel's in the house. I think I heard him chatting away, so he'll have an interesting show lined up. I don't know what it's about, but it might have something to do. Religion and politics. Yeah, it might have something to do with the border. You just never know. Oh. Since we're getting real close to lifting uh, good old prop or whatever. Title 40, 42. Title 42. Title 42. Should be interesting. Thursday's going to be a rough day. But it's a good thing that the border's closed. That's the only thing I can say. All right. So what, did you buy a new gun? No, I didn't buy a I bought a new gun. I bought a new gun in a long time. I so bought a watch instead of a gun. <laughs> I purchased more watches in the I know. What's up with that? Year than guns. All right. Well, hey, folks, you can get us on all the podcasts. Tell all your friends and help us fight the fight and join San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County, and Inland Empire. $10 a month. Come on. You can't even buy breakfast for that. That's right. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.